0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. I need to tell you about one of the great companies that's keeping our show free for our listeners. We all know that foreplay and oral sex are essential to great sex, and I get tons of emails from people saying, my girlfriend won't perform oral sex on me. She doesn't like the taste. Or, I don't like the taste of semen. Is something wrong with me? No, you're fine. I don't like onions. Some people don't like semen. We're all different. That's why mask M-A-S-Q-U-E, makes flavored strips, that melt on your tongue and enhance the taste of oral sex. With delicious flavors like chocolate, strawberry, mango, and watermelon, you can perform oral sex wholeheartedly with that gusto that your partner will love. So if you want to take your foreplay and intimacy to the next level, check out sexualflavors.com. You can support the people who keep sex with Emily free, and you can improve your sex life at the same time.
1: Look into his eyes. They're the eyes
0: And everything in between. For more information about Sex with Emily, go to sexwithemily.com where you can listen to our podcast, sign up for our mailing list, RSS feed, find out how to follow me on Twitter and Facebook, and all that good stuff. I'm really excited for today's show. I'm here with Menace, of course. Hello. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. Good. Well, we have two special guests, and they are very special guests. They've been on the show. This is our third visit. Mm -hmm. Celeste and Danielle are sex and relationship therapists in San Francisco, Bay Area. And they just wrote a book. I'm so They've had them on the book a bunch because I've always been so fascinated by their work. They're not just any kind of other sex and relationship therapists, but they actually do hands-on training for men and women, teaching them, not just talking, talking, here's what you do, but showing them how to get the most and how to get the most sexual pleasure and ha- how to have heightened sexual experiences. And they just do amazing work. And I've been dying to take one of the classes forever, which is on my list to do before I die, and hopefully sooner than that. Celeste mm-hmm. so and Danielle wrote a book. So we are talking about the book. I'm so proud of you guys. Congratulations. The book is The Extraordinary Lover's Guide to Being the Man You Want to Be and Driving Women Wild. So uh, hi, Celeste and Danielle. Hi. Hi. Hi, Good to see you. What's the real title of the book?
2: The real title of the book is Cockfidence.
0: (laughs) Do you love it?
1: I love it.
2: I love it.
0: Not that you need it, but no, every (laughs) man needs it. Here's the thing. I was reading this and I was like, oh my God, I want to give this to every single man I've been with that because I've had a lot of bad sex lately, just, mm. that's just a side note. And um, I don't know why, <laughs> just like me, like I was like, life's curse." Like I know everything about it and I'm having, and of course I could take control and do all that stuff. But everything you need in one straightforward guide, experience the power of having men admire you and women desire you. Lead women to the heights of their orgasm, this is all in the book, heights of their orgasmic potential. Master your sexual function. Get hard, stay hard, last longer. I love this one. This is so important for every sex book should have this in it, and I don't know why they don't. Know how to effectively help women process their emotions.
3: Yes. yes. I'm going to start <laughs> this chapter
0: for you, flag it, menace. <laughs> Keep seduction and sensuality alive in long-term relationships. Get the most out of every sex every second of your sexual experiences so we're going to go through some of the chapters of the book thank you so much okay so tell me about this book how did it well first back up let's do a little briefing people if you haven't listened you can search on my website for celeste and danielle they've done a bunch of shows about the work they do but tell me a little bit about your practice it's a booming sex. I, I refer so many people to you i'm always like you got to go see celeste and danielle if you're having any kind of sexual concerns you want to heighten your sex life so talk, talk about what you do
2: well, I think you've talked about it so well, and you know, I have to be tell you that I'm so excited to be on the show today, specifically because I had an amazing couple in my office today, and they found out about us on your show.
0: Oh, yeah, that <laughs> makes me feel so good. Such good timing. I love oh, it. And, come around. And yeah. That is so and funny. And your listeners
2: are so awesome because they were just like the most awesome cu- couple on the planet. So oh it was just, God, I was that just, makes like, me so happy to work with. them. That makes <laughs> me feel really. That makes me feel this is good. Love what it. What do they say okay. about us? us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) It was all about you. So so anyway, um, you know, the work that we do is very experiential. And um, like, like you were saying, and we really help people, you know, communicate around sex, communicate around relationship, intimacy, desires. We help them actually practice in experiential ways with everything from, like, touch to bringing passion and desire to each other. So it's a very, you know, it's a very wide spectrum of, like you know people coming to us who's like sex life has completely died to people who want to just enhance an already wonderful sex life to people who are like okay sex is doing okay but we need to talk about this relationship stuff because there's a lot that's you know not the gears aren't going smoothly here right. so so it's sort of the full spectrum
0: okay that's i mean so because you are your therapist as well it's not just sex but it's sex and relationships and the right. two are so intertwined that that's i think that completely. so many couples are they're just going to relationship counselor. And these are the ones I'm always saying. You should go see a sex therapist if that's really your issue. And you honestly you look at, I don't know what the percentage is. You would know better. But how many couples would you say when it breaks down and they're having issues that a lot of it you can kind of tie back to sex issues?
3: It usually goes back to sex.
0: Most issues, Most right? Most issues, yes. If you really break it down, they might say it's the kids and we don't have time and da, da, da. But really, it could be, right? It's some kind Who, of...
1: Conclusion. Who's causing the most issues? The man or the woman? The
0: kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Kids, kids
3: are paying the ass. You tell me. I don't have any, but I'm telling you... They suck, right? Yeah, it's all about the kids, you know? <laughs> never have time to have sex, never have time, so you know?
1: you're saying don't have kids in your relationship <laughs> with no, right? No, I'm <laughs> the last one saying. to say it. I have kids <laughs> in my relationship.
3: I love them. Yeah, you know? yeah it's just really... Uh, when when people kind of get married, they they get excited about the marriage and being a family, and that's wonderful, but they they start raising kids and they completely mm-hmm. forget themselves. They, they wait for, oh, I'm just going to... They, they leave... Uh, The laundry comes before the the sex. You know, Mm -hmm. we put the kids to bed, we do the laundry, we do, you know, we work on our computers, we write some emails, and then we're going to get exhausted. So they don't actually, you know, make time for sex, and sex needs time. People think it's going to be spontaneous, but it's not Mm going to be spontaneous.
2: And I think what you said, too, um, Emily, about uh, people coming in and going to relationship therapists and really working they can have their whole relationship ironed out they can be the best domestic partners and co-parents and all of those other things on the planet but so many therapists don't have training in sexuality which is exactly. an entirely different yeah. set of skills than it takes to run a household smoothly, exactly you know? yes, i remember famously
0: having a an old friend of mine saying well my wife and i we've been in therapy talk therapy for eight years and this relationship and I said, "Well, and then and then he started, of course, like everyone opening up. He's like, "But we really have these sex issues." I'm like, "Well, what is your therapist?" He says, "Oh, I I've, I've never brought up sex." I said, "For 8 years you've been in therapy, shelling out money, <laughs> he says you never talked." To me. He's like, "Oh, no, I that never seemed right." Yes. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, it's so obvious. So that's when they need to come see you." Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. I want to tell you about one of our amazing sponsors that helps keep this show free. Jimmy Jane does adult products like no one else does. They create vibrators, massage candles, and pleasure kits that blend sex, music, art, and design. They even do jewelry. They take sex and add a level of luxury to it. I kind of feel like Cleopatra when I use their products. I go crazy for their massage candles. And the Form 2 vibrator? Don't get me started. So if you want to treat yourself or your partner, Jimmy Jane products always make the perfect gift. Just go to my website, click on the Jimmy Jane banner, and check out everything they have to offer. You know, just as a way to thank them for bringing you Sex with Emily, just use coupon code SPRING at checkout. Thanks for listening. I promise your sex life will improve. Oh, yes. So,
3: and also, you know, communication around sex is very different than communication around um, domestic stuff you know it's just a different set of communication people need to develop and it's it's different it's not, it's not like texting okay did you who picked up who picked up the kids and when are you when are you going or when are you coming home what do you want to have for dinner it's passion and looking in each other's eyes and spending time together so it's very different
2: so
0: that's a lot of stuff that you cover in the book which i think i mean i lit- i was reading through just that you have excerpts and tell me your website so, it's people can check it out.
2: www.celesteanddanielle.com. That's C E L E S T E A N D D A N I E L L E. Okay, great. And yeah, this also will be on my website. Yeah.
0: And so, I love that you break it down into the nine qualities that allow men to reclaim their sense of power and freedom, understand and express their sexual desires, and drive women wild sexually. So, what are some of the categories in here that I like, like you just said? The huge one is, is spontaneity that that is one of the crucial factors that is missing in relationships that, that, that that, that prohibit people, I think, from having good sex. Spontaneity is one of them. So how do you bring spontaneity back?
2: Well, I think, you know... Or what how do you even bring it yeah. if it was never mm-hmm. even there? And even before that... Why like, is it important? What is All it? those things. Exactly. Let's start with what is it? <laughs> what is it? What is spontaneity?
0: I mean, we all know, like, oh, all of a sudden you ripped my clothes off and we were on the kitchen table. But really, yeah. like, intellectually, spiritually, what, is,
2: what does it represent? Well, we really break it down in terms of, like, the definition. And we break it into two different qualities, which are creativity and flexibility. And I think... You need both of those things. So you need to be willing to bring all of your ideas and, you know, bring newness into the experience. But a lot of people, it's like they don't want to do that because they're afraid in some way that their idea is going to be rejected. And that's why flexibility is important. Because you might bring an amazing idea and the person just isn't ready. Your partner isn't ready to receive it right at that moment. That doesn't mean she never will. That doesn't mean she won't even like five minutes later. But if you feel rejected when you bring something creative, you sort of like pull yourself away And if you also have flexibility, you turn around and you go, okay, you don't want that, let's try this. That's spontaneity. You need to be able to have both of those qualities to really roll with the punches, you know, and keep going, even if something gets rejected it doesn't mean you're getting rejected because she's right there with you you know right it means that the thing isn't what she wants at that moment so then
0: what do you tell people what's the right I mean there is no right moment but just like don't get discouraged if the first time you bring it up and she's like oh that's weird you know it's kind of like there's other ways to finesse it it doesn't mean that it's not a conversation you should have I started something here (laughs) twice (laughs) so I love that you said if you go if you go this is when uh, about like when, you know, foreplay, when you're starting out. If you go too quickly to the kiss, you don't allow any attention and excitement to build. When you wait, you allow yourself and her to build into a frenzy of desire where you can't rip each other's clothes off fast enough. So can you talk more about that? Like, because I always talk about that, that the men just, it seems that the men I'm with, and the people, they just want to rush right to the act. They, they're skipping over the kissing. They're not making eye contact. They're not doing those things. They're not letting it build. And that's what so much is, is, is but the building and the tension how do you, why don't people do that naturally? It's, no. a time, that, time, it's consuming. time consuming. <laughs> all comes to time and kids after all.
3: Yeah. <laughs> people don't want to do it in front of the kids. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when we talk about spontaneity, a lot of it is about creating it as part of the relationship. And people kind of like look at spontaneity as surprise. And I think those two terms are actually not the same. There's no need to surprise each other all the time in order to create spontaneous, fun sexual relationship because sometimes creating times and knowing that you're going to have sex can allow a lot of spontaneity. So that's about uh, just a a little. Okay. Additive to this.
1: My issue is that because I'm an asshole or something like that, I just think spontaneity is um, like cheesy, but maybe I'm thinking that it just seems fake. You know, like uh, if you're in a relationship and it's kind of dead, and then well, I I got to be wild and crazy, to to be able to have sex with this person or get them interested. Doesn't it seem kind of fake, or does it seem? Does that does it seem fake to you at all, or am I going anywhere with this? It just this seems that I got to do all this extra work, that is not really real.
2: Right. So. We never tell people to fake it because, you know, your partner can actually tell if you're faking it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, how do you... I mean, one of the qualities that we talk about in here is passion. And it's sort of like how to live a passionate life. And when you're living a passionate life in general, you feel more passionate. You sort of like that feeling of spontaneity of creativity of flexibility it's sort mm-hmm. of alive inside of you and you want to bring it because it feels good to you if you're doing if you're like you're d- your relationship is dead and you're not enjoying the person anymore then you need to think about like okay is this really what I want mm-hmm. but it might be that you're just sort of like not living a passionate life you're not being true to yourself and I think that's the other part of this book that mm-hmm. we really emphasize is that it's not just about pleasing women it's about how men can really get in touch with who they are and what they want and so that th- these kinds of you know these qualities sort of come from the this internal place of connection with themselves and not like okay I need to do this now and or, you know mm-hmm. like a puppet show where you're like okay we're gonna stay yeah. like that's not, that you know women can feel the difference you can feel right. the difference it's not fun for anybody right it's, so it's, it's
0: not so mechanical like that, that it's it, much more integrative yeah it's all about the win-win
3: situation when men become much more connected with themselves and then women are attracted to them because right. women are mm-hmm. attracted to passionate men. They're attracted to men who are interested in things and not just like all about them. You know, so it's not mm-hmm. only about passion about your woman, it's also about being passionate about your things and what you want in life. And um, unfortunately, many men compromise throughout their lives because they think that that's better for their relationship. And it's not like relationships do not demand compromise, but it's not about losing yourself. Yes, you can compromise about maybe when you eat breakfast but if you start compromising about the stuff that's most important for you, you kind of like slowly collapse inside and that's when death happens in relationships because Mm -hmm. people kind of like start
0: losing their essence. Right, right. And you talk here also in the same chapter on spontaneity that there's some pitfalls with passion. You may fear that desiring women in this way is objectifying and that she'll feel like you only want her for sex. And this is a great point that you make is, on the contrary, being desired intensely is one of the most common female fantasies that women, common fantasies that women have. So, and at the same time, so she wants to know she's desired, but she also wants to know that you're connected to her. So this is when you talk about the eye contact, saying her name, telling Mm -hmm. her things that are passionate, because, that stuff is so, that it's not a disconnect. Like a lot of times you feel like men are having, wanting to have sex and it's just like this, it's just, they're just in their body or they're just in their mind, but they're not connected as one. And so it's just a mess. And they're just trying to get your pants off and have sex and there's no connection.
3: So you're talking about life as a foreplay, right? Right. (laughs) Because that's what it is about, right? Life is, that's when women feel desired, when they feel that men create, their partner create, eye contact with them during the day and not only when they want to have sex with them.
0: Exactly. And awesome. we, call it,
2: we, we call it connected objectification sometimes for shorthand because it's like of course the woman wants to know that you like think her boobs are great and that you love her hips you want to grab her butt but if that's all you want if you're not really there with her in a more present way you know interpersonally and emotionally it doesn't mean you have to be like I love you or want to be with you forever but you know there's an emotional connection that's created um, and women really want to feel that. They so there's feel a lot of something. yeah
0: I mean so in here there's a lot it's not just like this isn't a book that you're going to pick up and be like there's all these sex tips it's also really a, th- a therapeutic book I mean it it uses some tenets of therapy right to help men get more connected with themselves because men are tend to block out their emotions and not be as emotionally open to helping to to women to connecting with women and empathy and all the things that you talk about so it really goes there Menace you should read this book (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, and when you know, and I, and I don't want to scare men because it's not like it's not
0: scary, touchy-feely, weird. It, yeah, right? it's okay, not. It's let's very not, practical. It's that. very
2: straightforward. It's very down to earth. Like we speak, you know, I sort of like channel my inner heterosexual male. You know, <laughs> Danielle channels her female goddess, and we. We create this in a way that I think men can really relate to in a really grounded kind of Is there way. photos in it? There there's just one picture of uh, a vulva see? so you know. Okay. <laughs> but this is a great How are you going to get in touch with guys if there's no Okay, photos let's
0: work in on it? Menace. Just let's try this for a second. But pretend you that check Menace the cover. Let's pretend oh, yeah, you know, Every time you need a sniff of something, right. you know, go back to the cover. Right. Okay. <laughs> the cover's very hot. All right. Let's yeah. pretend that Menace is one of your clients. He's slightly disconnected, I think. From some of his emotions, and well, I'm not well, sure that he's as connected with women, But what would you, you know, how would I mean, you work with them? How would you
1: fix me? Well, I mean, what would, what do you think? Like, my, what are some of the
0: questions? Like, let's just of... demonstrate the book here. Okay,
2: go ahead. Well, first of all, Venice, you're not broken. I'm not broken. You're not broken, and and I think that that's a really important place to start. It's you're not, not about like, <laughs> it's not about fixing. It's about how you get in touch with who you are and what you really want. And sometimes Mm -hmm. men do get really out of touch with that because there's a lot of ways in which men sort of don't pay attention to their emotional responses to things. They did a study, and they found that men are actually more emotionally responsive than women. But they also have a much more immediate way of blocking that response. So there's the immediate response, and then there's the immediate blocking of that response. So men aren't necessarily paying attention to their emotional responses, and they aren't necessarily following their own needs. And so, you know, if I was working with you, I would help you get more deeply in touch with who you are and what you really want. I wouldn't be like, how can we fix Menace to make him, you know? <laughs> Nothing's like, well, wrong with you, I, honey. <laughs> well, uh, I do, Not really. The, the
1: problem is with me, when I do have a problem with, in a relationship, I don't like to elaborate. I like to just say, what is wrong? This is what is... But they always feel that there's more mm-hmm. than what I'm saying. And then that's where the argument <laughs> <that's
3: where the laughs>
1: That's where the argument he happens. Exactly. He's, he's like, like, very he's simple, carrying right? This That's so it. Stero-
0: like, Thank you for being uh, the stereotypical male right now. Why,
1: what do you mean? Like, if
2: I I
1: say what I mean.
2: Well, yeah, and you and feel I mean like they're trying to drag something more out of you, and you're it, like, I've it, already said it.
1: I've already told you yeah. what the problem is. Is there something more of an explanation that I need to make up to make this conversation longer so you can have... <laughs> Uh, an argument that you can talk about with your girlfriends later, you know?
0: But a lot of this is about skills that are important to women, like connection and empathy and showing that you actually really, like, care about her and I, her needs and in I, a way that's real would, and heartfelt and deep.
1: I, I hope I would show that every day. But I, in uh, if there's any issues that come up and I tell you what the problem is, I don't need to keep on being poked to, to bring out more because there isn't more.
2: Yeah, I think I think um, you know, what we have sort of a patented like seven step I can't remember seven eight yeah. to, like sort of like how to support women when they're emotional. Because sometimes
0: Yes, let's get into that. How do you support yeah, but that's women when
1: emotionally <laughs> draining on the yeah.
0: man but the, this,
2: Right, that's but that's why, why, why you gotta do it, so it so to that get it's a not blow job. So emotionally draining. <laughs> Because I think it gets emotionally draining because you see the way that they're escalating, and men sort of like freeze. They think, okay, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? Apologize? Do I need yeah. to explain myself? Wait, this isn't logical at all. Like, why? This doesn't make any sense. And they get into this place where they feel really distanced because of the way that she's responding. And it's like, there's actually very little that you have to do in that moment. And I think that's what we talk about in the book. We sort of break it down to like, so you don't have to get so overwhelmed by the experience, there's not really something to fix there. But if you can stay present and connected with yourself and not feel like you have to, you fix know, it. if she's fix still it. pulling exactly. stuff out of mm-hmm. you, you know, which is one of the things that women do when they get stressed, I call it interrogating. Um. <laughs> yeah. So you can just
3: say something like, oh, sweetie, you really want to hear much more, huh? Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs>
0: yeah. acknowledge that there's acknowledge something. Acknowledge it. Yeah, okay. We can don't I? want you to fix. Can I mean, I? that's a, such a, that's such a good point to bring up is that, and this is such a common dynamic that I've had in so many relationships and I've heard all the time is that, you know, men, they're just wired that way. It's in their DNA. A woman crying, woman's upset, woman's got an issue, I need to fix it. And then a lot of times they can't fix it because it's just an emotional thing that we're having. And it's an experience. And we had a bad day and we just want you to listen.
1: Okay. All right. I'll For do, example. I'll do what you say. Okay. But can you have a meeting with women and <laughs> and just let them know when a man asks them what is wrong, they respond with what is wrong, not nothing,
3: (laughs) 17,000
1: times. And then when the guy drops it, then they're upset because they really want to say what's wrong. Can you guys have, like, a summit somewhere? We'll have, like, a a million-woman march. March. Firstly, when we talk to women, we do
2: tell them this. But, I mean, there's something about the playing field that you're talking about here, men. that's really important, right? And one of the things we do is we break down, like, why is the playing field the way that it is so men can have a little compassion? Mm -hmm. If what you're taught is to be nice all the time and make sure everything else is okay and everyone else is okay before you deal with yourself, then somebody asks you if something's wrong, you go, nothing, because you don't want to rock the boat because you've been taught your whole life you're not supposed to. So that's part of female training. And mm-hmm. it sucks. It sucks for women. It sucks for men. Where but do we stop like, the training? I know. I wish we could stop the training, <laughs> We're too. doing it now. That's what we're doing. That's why we have the book yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, you know? um, And the You're doing the Lord's work. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm saving the world,
0: you know. <laughs> right. Well, let's talk about also one of the chapters I thought was really interesting that I learned actually some new information was about G-spot orgasms, mm-hmm. the elusive G-spot orgasm. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, women are taught, you know, they have it or they don't. They, either they have a G-spot or they don't. Don't. Some people say it doesn't even exist. Some women try to find it and then over their life they think, oh, I'll never be able to get a sensation that way. And you actually talk about the fact that it could, the G-spot could evolve over time in a woman. Can you talk more about that and like learning to find the G-spot? Yes, completely. So
3: you are right. There, There is research that shows that some women has um, G-spot and some women don't. But they actually kind of like saw that some women have more um, sensations in their G-spot and, then, and therefore the G-spot is more ex expended physically and some women don't but they didn't make the right conclusion out of it they said okay so some women have it and some women don't but actually the g-spot can be developed so women who seems like they don't have it can develop it over time with usually manual stimulation that's the way to do it because the fingers can get much deeper and more refined stimulation and women over time can really develop sensations in this area and um a and they can do it pleasure. themselves or their partner can help them. They can do it themselves, but, you know, if they have a partner.
2: Why not? Why not? Sign me up. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice yeah. to have a friend with strong hands to help you exactly. out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It says yeah. that you
0: detail locating and massaging techniques in the book. Yes. yes.
2: That is, is
1: that where the one picture is? Is it's, that, is, is it's that what it's for? at the beginning of that oh, chapter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll know where to find it. There's a
3: road map. And uh, And I can personally
2: attest to it. I mean, I was a clit girl my whole life, you know, and and in the last three or four years, my G-spot has been developed and, like, awakened, and it's like, boom, you know, the clit Mm -hmm. is like the the fuse, but the G-spot is like the bomb, and when you get them both together, it's like this wonderful explosion. So
0: even you, sex therapist, sex relationship extraordinaire, had to, you spent, did you spend three years doing these? exercises or the last few years
2: no no the these last three years my g-spot has been engaged so Oh, it just got engaged that right it wasn't like mm-hmm. you
0: were massaging every night but no but no, that helps no. okay yes. yeah. that wow. first
2: happened i hope your house
3: had good foundation
2: <laughs> 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 it was noisy i can tell you.
3: but that's amazing and that's how we learn to be great sex therapists because we experience it in right. our own bodies exactly you <laughs> so have, can can other you have yeah. to experience yeah. your yeah, own we we bodies have,
0: um, another thing that you guys included in here, which I thought was great, because this really is a top question I get asked, and this is um, a question that you got asked, or you said it's from Men's Health Blog. My wife and I want to spice things up, but she says she doesn't have any fantasies she wants to fulfill. Is that possible? <laughs> because I always say to, to, to men and women, I mean, communication is so important, ask your partner what her fantasy is. And there are a lot of women who don't admit to the traditional fantasies, or they think that there's a quintessential way that you have to fantasize, and you kind of break down that women fantasize maybe in a different way. Yes, they She's do.
1: Fantasizing about another man. Is the thing. <laughs> no. Usually,
3: actually, women fantasize about more like romantic encounters. Someone opening the door for them, bringing them flowers, you know, taking them for a walk on the beach. So they're much more romantic I like that you made the distinction
0: between the romantic and the sexual like we're not thinking about pounding 16 women and a orgy damn so you guys are
1: thinking about Fabio (laughs) on the cover of some magazine exactly some some book you find out
0: kind of no really really women are more romantic so many women Some.
3: some many women. women who don't think they have fantasy usually have romantic fantasy there are also other women who have very passionate fantasies and many other women who have very dominant fantasies but the ones that usually don't know that they have fantasies have romantic ones. So yeah, and you because suggest. They overtly an... sexual
0: Yeah. So you yeah. suggest to the man just to say, or to the to partner just to say. So what? What is your idea of a perfect date? Yep. Yes. Yeah, I thought that yes. was a great suggestion. Have yeah. you found oh. in the
1: past couple of years that fantasies have changed a lot? Like they've gotten a lot more hardcore with media and stuff like that, instead of the whole "Gone with the Wind" fantasy to <laughs> um, very dominant fantasies. Or is that just uh, me? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's just years of world. I think that's what uh, you know, got into, huh? I think there are many <laughs> women
2: who have fantasies that are about like intense passion or sometimes yeah. dominance. But you know, we're still brought up on fairy tales and romance movies, mm-hmm. and so there's—it's a real combination. I feel
1: that it's going to change
2: a lot. It it may change a lot. And, you know, I think we're not seeing so much the 20-somethings right now because Mm -hmm. most 20-somethings don't go to sex therapists. (laughs) People don't start to identify things as problems. Although, if God, I wish that some 20-somethings would come who are dealing with not being able to orgasm or dealing with not being – like I have worked with some clients, some male clients, who um, either were having erectile dysfunction or – couldn't control their ejaculation at a younger age and it's like thank goodness you know if you don't let it get entrenched for 15 years you have a much better it's a much faster process to mm-hmm. deal with those things but but you know i think we probably will be seeing different fantasies as the porn generation grows up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of you know the internet it's so pervasive yeah. we have
3: clients that are fathers to teenager teenage boys and they when they wait for the book to come out to give it as a Gift to the boys because this would be a great gift amazing. for men. Yeah,
0: every single man I date, I'm going to give it to him. Before <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of copies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Before we
2: go, before we go any further, can we say something about our party? Because I really oh want, please, yeah, that's so. the
3: first place to get the book. Yes. Oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, Tell yeah. me. Yeah. So the
2: so the book is coming out on February 5th, and we're going to be having a party at 111 Minute called Sensualité. Love had, that place. Yeah, it. It. It's it's in great, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful venue, and we've had two of these Sensualité tea parties before and they're really sexy great music sushi and aphrodisiac hors d'oeuvres and burlesque and belly dance and acrobats and so it's going to be a really fun oh i'm so excited Mm -hmm. okay so that's february this is in san
0: francisco so you got to come to san francisco if you're not here for the big party and then otherwise where could they buy your book on your website
2: they can buy it on amazon
0: amazon awesome okay
2: yes so they can
0: just look it up is it gonna
1: be in a digital form we are gonna we're, get we're it into Swedes, yeah. you guys were at the Times. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. So today,
3: just you know, today the book went to print, so we're gonna have it out. Oh my god, I'm text. so excited to see it!
0: And then one more thing that I wanted to say was, you talk about confidence as one of your yeah one of the elements that men, one of the points that they should learn. And I think it's interesting when you say that that men doubt their competence in sexually, they begin to lose confidence in themselves, which can lead to performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is so much about men who don't want to feel like they're letting their partner down, they're letting themselves down, there's something wrong, and it just gets exacerbated. So how do you teach men to really embrace that and to to build their confidence?
2: So, um, (laughs) yeah, performance anxiety is something that men deal with all the time. And I think one of the things that's really different about this book than other books around, you know, technique or being a great lover is that we actually address directly, like, how to master your sexual function in terms of ejaculation control and erectile dysfunction. We deal with it, you know, directly. And so um, a lot of it is, you know, actually, like, if I have five sessions with a guy, I can make him. Able to control ejaculation. That's the bottom line. It's really not that hard. And I break down the steps in the book, but it does take some practice. It's, you know, like when you. That's the thing, you got to commit to the practice. You have to commit to the practice because it's like you can't pick up a baseball bat and hit a home run. You know, like you actually have to. It's an embodied learning. So embodied learning happens in layers, just like when you first learn how to drive a car. It's like you can barely, like, just keep your hands on the steering wheel. And then five years later, you've got a sandwich in one hand, your phone in the other, and you're changing the radio. So you (laughs) actually have to practice um, so that you can, you know, keep connected with yourself and feel your partner's arousal and you know be able to do all of those things multitask at once and and you know learn how to breathe correctly and learn how to relax your body in certain ways and places in order to be able to have that kind of mastery and the anxiety getting in your brain really right. pulls you away from it so the more we help people get back into their bodies and connected with their sensation okay. and their breath the more that they sort of let go of all of the thoughts that are taking them out of the experience, and then there's exercises in the book, yeah. right? Every chapter follow. has an exercise. There's no
0: yoga yeah. involved,
1: right? Because I can't get down with no. that. No yoga. No, no right, yoga. Because I injured myself and I'm not. Doing <laughs> it you know, usually yeah. homework is
3: <laughs> masturbation. Oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> we give fun homework. <laughs> we <Yeah>. give fun <laughs> homework. <I> homeworks. <think laughs> Plants <months> love it. <laughs> I think I've done that
1: before, once or twice. Men's <laughs> and she's got an a in masturbation chapter. Check. Check one.
0: God, this is great. I love it. Anything else you guys want to add that we need to know? I'm so, I'm thrilled for you guys. I think if anyone should read a book, you guys should read a book. So Thank exciting. So, so, so I much. think everyone should read it. CelestineDanielle.com and all the info is on my website. And the name of the book again? Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> love it. I just said it. Okay. The Extraordinary Lover's Guide to Being the Man You Want to Be and Driving Women Wild. Thank you so much, Les and Danielle. I totally appreciate it. I appreciate you being on the show, and it's great to see
2: you again. Thank you. That Thank went by you. so fast. It was okay. so nice to you. I know. You it's so great. Okay, everyone, <laughs>
0: thanks so much for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Remember, your biggest sex organ is your brain, so learn something new to do in bed. Click on the Sinclair Institute ad on my website and check out their adult sex education DVDs, sex toys, adult DVDs, and other sexy products. You'll save 50% on any Sinclair item when you put in Emily 50 at checkout.